Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Volumage. We're going to edit this. It's cool. Hey! Hi! <laughs> Welcome back to the Corky Cave. How's it going, everybody? We are the Corky Crime Sisters, the um, podcast where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other, um, talk about some crazy shit. Cra- the craziest. Craziest. <laughs> and have an adult beverage or two. Or three, or four, or the bar, or all damn night. I don't know. All the liquors in the cabinet. <laughs> Get in my belly. Get in my belly. Um, that crazy-haired lady over there is Taylor. For real. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady that's wearing the same outfit as last time. Yes! Is Nikki. <laughs> I told you before, this shit was expensive. I'm just going to keep wearing it till it's done. <laughs> I'm nervous for you. No shame. No shame in my game. Why are you nervous? I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm going to mix this up. Are you ready for this? Uh-oh. Um, for one, guys, we're trending, or we're charting in the United States, finally, on Apple Podcasts. Yay! Granted, we're, like, at the very bottom, but this is so exciting for us. I am, like, beyond stoked about it. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Because I keep, like, looking, and it's, like, Great Britain and Australia, which is, like, so exciting. It's so exciting that we're even charting anywhere. <laughs> right. But, like, the United States, like, come on. That's so cool. Yeah. So, thank you, everybody who's been listening to us, and uh, yeah. please keep listening and downloading us. This is my new corner where I'm, I'm also going to switch the order of things, like... We have a Facebook, we have an Instagram, we have a Patreon. Yes. If you like us, give us a review. Yes. And the reason I'm switching things around is because people typically turn it off, even I do. Yes. Before we talk about this. So Same. Now yeah. I'm informed. Yeah, yes, please. Corky Crime Sisters, C-O-R-K-Y. Ooh. Anyway. Anyway. That's yes. all I have for you. Ah, uh, so what are we doing this week? We're drinking something. I'm trying to... This is going to be interesting, because I'm running on, like, three hours of sleep in the last 48 hours. Like, literally. (laughs) Not just, like, oh, I kind of had a bad night of sleep. Like, she had to work her other job and ended up being overnight, and so, yeah. But at least the upside for when I work overnights is I actually get my cases done, because that's all I can do. Like, I love doing the research, but I get so distracted at home. Yeah. And I want to listen to a podcast while I'm doing it, and then I can't focus on both. It's a whole issue, okay? (laughs) It's a whole thing. Hey, that's okay. Last week I did super good, and then this week I literally just wrote my episode, like, an hour before we did this. So, (laughs) there's no in-between for me. It's either all or nothing. (laughs) I'm hoping that we're gonna hit shit a lot less this episode you guys we finally like fixed our setup a little bit better yeah the quirky (laughs) cave it continues to get these upgrades and updates that it needs and you know we act like it's super fancy but really we just brought in two tv trays and hooked our microphones to that instead of the food (laughs) hey this (laughs) this makes all the difference to me so it's all good i'm like way comfy like yes 
Yeah. It makes me feel like a studio singer. I love it. <laughs> also, before I tell you about our adult beverage for the evening, I'm going to make it on my smooth jazz voice. Yes. And I need you to know that I just got lectured for 30 minutes about not drinking as much <laughs> as I do by our grandmother. And I love her, but... You did. I had to like put it on speaker at one point, and she was like... And you know, Uncle Dick died from that drinking at like age 40. And I was like, oh my God. I thought you were going to say age four for some reason. And I was going to be like, that's excessive. That's excessive. Just shut up. Drink the whiskey. <laughs> anyway, so tonight is what I like to call Fend for Yourself Night. Um, yes. BYOB to the Corky Cave. Yes. Um, Nikki has a wine, a Game of Thrones red wine. Yes, it was. You guys, I'm so excited. I'm going to, like, geek out here for a second. But, of course, as most people in this world, I love Game of Thrones. Yes. And we were at a liquor store the other day in Estes Park. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a bottle. And it literally says Game of Thrones red wine. So we yeah. bought it. And it's actually pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Actually. I'm not upset about it. And I'm actually drinking it out of one of our cups from our store, Three Blessed Gems. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a wine glass that says, I wish I was a unicorn so I could just stab it idiots with my head and you know what some days you just feel like you it. have to right? you have to <laughs> um but I also have Michelob Ultra in front of me in case you know I'm feeling frisky and run out of my wine yeah, so you yeah. know I have in front of me a shit whiskey um <laughs> it's Pabst Blue Ribbon's new whiskey it's like but it's a white whiskey, which is always, like, a little different. It tastes like tequila to me. What? But I'm out of regular whiskey, so I have a Dr. Pepper to put in it. And I was just going to crack my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yes, I love it. Which is kind of the same thing. Yes. And this week we are doing paranormal? Yeah, you know, we didn't talk about that, huh? Yeah, mm, yeah. My brain. Mm, mm. Uh, we're doing paranormal murders. Kind of. Paranormal slash murders. Mine's a paranormal murder. Mine's just paranormal activity. Beautiful. That's fine. So, I didn't, but I yes. I think I, like, Par- specified. That's okay. I'm excited. Paranormal. It is. I needed something after that case last week that literally <laughs> left my soul with a gaping wound. Yes. I'm not healed. We're not over it. I've actually called my therapist again to begin seeing them, <laughs> which is hilarious because I just... Typically, I'm so desensitized to it, but something about last something week. about last week was awful. Yeah, and I you told guys, you. Shameless plug. I started listening to the Crimes of Passion podcast. We were talking about. Yes. Oh my god, I'm obsessed. You it's know, so good, so good. I have so many podcasts that I like cycle through when I get bored of listening to the people, but all of her stories are bananas. Like such details. Oh. I mean, she's a great storyteller, and yes. they are just awesome. So yeah. And I was listening to one today, and I was like, I can't, like what this chick is batshit crazy i don't think i'll ever cover i might i really want to cover it because i was like oh my god but i also don't want to copy two things off that podcast so we probably won't but yes anyway let me crack this doctor yeah let's get this going let's get this going these people wants to hear stuff ow Ooh. <laughs> that felt loud in my ear holes in my ear holes ow. i love the fizz Oh, I love that sound. Hear the bubbles. Them bubbles, though. <laughs> I love hearing it. It's so... Something about it is so cathartic. I love it. Oh. All so right. All right, yamas. Yamas. Ooh. <laughs> it's just a whiskey. 
whisper whiskey. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to lie to you guys. That actually came from... Cor- wine and Crime. Oh, Wine and Crime, yes. We're Corky Crime sisters. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. That's us. No, Wine and Crime, and we absolutely love them, so please don't think that we're just ripping you guys off. We love you so yes. much. And we literally say things that you guys say, like, throughout the day because we just can't help ourselves. Literally a whisper. <sighs> whisper. I'm doing a wardrobe change. Give me a second. Oh, this girl be getting naked. It's actually the opposite. Actually, it is the opposite. She's putting on more clothing <laughs> for some reason. It's kind of hot in here, girl. It's getting hot. I thought you were going to say it's kind of hot that I was putting on more clothing, and I was like, am I that unattractive? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Well, keep it on. Do you ever just, you know, we're just, this intro is something else, but do you ever just feel like, Yes. You might not be cold, but you're like, God, I need to be just my favorite. Just comfort and cuddled and swaddled. I'm gonna swaddled. Have to move my, that's what it is. Swindles. Um, I'm going to have to move my drink. Do you hear it still? <laughs> I cannot, actually, it so. Like, All right. These, these microphones are so phenomenal that I can hear everything all the time. Perp. Are we ready for this, girl? I, Come I, on. I think so. Did it together. All right, so actually this week I'm going first because last week Taylor went first and we know we are out of sync and order now, but this is the new order. So (laughs) this is what's happening. And actually my... Yeah, pretty much. Um, This week my case was a suggestion from our mom. You did it, you did it. Yes, yes. yes. Mom came up with this. Um, I'm so excited. She like literally told me about it the other day. So Yes. yes, here we go. So um, so mine is Doris Bither. Bither. Yeah, Bither. We're gonna go with Bither. Bither. Um, <laughs> biffed off the cliffer. What's wrong with this girl? <laughs> she okay, lost her damn mind. You have gotten all iterations of Taylor. You have gotten early morning Taylor. You have gotten drunk Taylor. You have gotten afternoon Taylor. And now here we are with sleep deprived Taylor. <laughs> Probably my fave of the four. <laughs> She cried, though. She cried. All right, so Doris was a mother of four boys and was said to have had a history of physical and substance abuse, as well as a traumatic childhood. Oof. Poor Doris. This sounds familiar. Awful. Like I've heard this already for every criminal ever. Yeah, exactly. There <laughs> might be a connection. Might be a connection. Not everyone is meant to be a parent. Suspicious. Moving on. Mm, um, in... I studied this. Mm. <laughs> All right. In 1974, in Culver City, California, Doris had a chance encounter and met Barry Taff and Carrie Gaynor. I don't know why you said Barry, and I was like, Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore? You met Drew Barrymore? Uh, what? True. Yeah. No. No. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, they were at the UCLA campus talking about their latest research, which involved paranormal activity. Mm. It was then that Doris set up an interview with them, claiming to be haunted by some type of paranormal entity. Uh-oh. <sighs> Stresses me out. Anyway, um, during paranormal the interview... Paranormal stuff does? Huh? Paranormal stuff does? It does because there's not really an explanation. It no. goes back to that whole, like, I don't like the mysterious disappearance. Like, I need, I don't like being left in the dark. I need answers. <laughs> That's. Let's unpack this. Do you, 
for control? Not a need for control. It's just... A fear of the unknown. Yes. Which is a lack of control over the outcome. Maybe that's what it is. I like control. That's what motion sickness is. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, there we go. I'm still hitting this, by the way. Uh, like, I, the, my headphones are way more fabulous than yours, <laughs> and I keep hitting it when I'm looking at you. Okay, I'm sorry. I will stop derailing us. Yeah, you're crazy tonight, girl. You're going on all kinds of corkscrews. Hey, you know what? It's all right. Maybe um, they want to know more about us. <laughs> Have you ever thought to ask them that? <laughs> Would you all like to know more about us? All right. Okay. I'm, so, I'm during gonna... the interview, Barry and... Carrie. <laughs> I know. Can we talk about Barry and Carrie? Barry Carrie. Barry Carrie. Barry Carrie. Type of cereal. Yes. Uh, discovered that Doris had a not so great relationship with her sons, and their home was also in disarray as it had been condemned twice. Oh. What no. kind of house you got to be living in that has been condemned twice? Okay. What kind of. The law has failed here. Like. It's been condemned twice. We didn't think when they were condemning the house to, like, condemn the parent from her kiddos. Uh, or, like, that should be real haunted if it's that condemned. Like, Hashtag condemn the vagina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm starting a new Twitter war. Hashtag. All right. You heard it here first. Anyway. It was also during this interview that Doris revealed that she not only had one entity, but she had three. Two were smaller and one was larger. Hmm. She also claimed that these entities would physically abuse her and also sexually assault her. What? She, yeah, right. That's a thing. Apparently it was. <laughs> Casper the way too friendly ghost. Way too friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about D's nuts? What nuts? They're there. They're just invisible, I swear. <laughs> Um, she said when this was happening, the two smaller ones would hold her down for the larger one to rape her. This sounds horrible. Right? Jesus. Yeah. Um, Barry and Carrie went to Doris's home, and upon their first visit, they noticed the lights would flicker, and when they went into the kitchen, the cabinet doors flung open and pots and pans violently flew out. So, like, it wasn't just Doris saying this. Barry and Carrie <laughs> saw this. <laughs> <laughs> the Aries saw this, okay? <laughs> oh, Barry and Carrie. Barry and Carrie. Wow. So, when they went into the bedroom, they could all immediately feel a presence. That's mm -hmm. fucking creepy. We know how that like feels. Cold, hair stands up, like that. Kind like of how you feel when you go into my basement. Oh my god, I, I can't. I'm even though patient. my basement isn't even like that anymore, but. I, yeah. Okay. I hate it. Okay. I hate it. Um. They tried to take numerous photos with a Polaroid camera, as it was, you know, 1974. Shake it like a, a Polaroid, Polaroid picture. And, <laughs> um, and they wouldn't develop correctly. Um, they just produced white fuzzy pictures. Oh, no. Orbs. Right? Weird, huh? Mm -hmm. um, then they had Doris leave the house, and to everyone's disbelief, the strange events stopped. And their camera was able to produce normal photos again. Weird. So they for sure like this bitch and they be following her out the house and everything. Ooh. Yeah. So they decided to do a 10-week study of Doris and her entities. During one of the times that she was being observed, there was said to have been 30 
uh, researchers there, and Doris was trying to summon the entity. She began to cuss and yell at the entities, and soon someone saw lights starting to appear in the room. So, if they're malignant, right? Is that the one I'm looking for? Malignant? Like, bad? Uh-huh. Would you really want to be cussing at them? Well, but the point is is that they were trying to, like, see them and prove or not prove her correct. So, at that point, they were just doing whatever they could to, like, get them to come. I suppose. Not come in that way, but come to the room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, these bitches were sexually assaulting people. They were sexually aroused. I'm just saying I didn't mean it in that way. Interesting. Okay. You're Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Uh, so they also said that there was a green fog that started swirling in the corner of the room and it continued to grow larger and larger. It was said that a man's muscular torso started to form in the fog. Sounds like my kind of fog. Is it like a floating fog? Like a floating torso? Yes. It's never a man. But muscular. Okay. So I'm thinking, like, I might be intrigued. <laughs> um, one of the researchers... <laughs> One of the researchers uh, fainted after witnessing this, and of course, no cameras were working properly during this time. However, they were able to catch what looks like an arc of light in the middle of the room on on one of the cameras. And I saw the photo, and I'm, I'll have to pull it up for you. It's actually quite creepy. Like, she's sitting on the bed, and it's literally this perfect arc of light over her. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't like that. Creepy. AF. AF. Um, after all was said and done, it was recommended for Doris and her family to move. Mm. No fucking shit. You've waited till now? <laughs> right. I haven't even done the study. I would have been like, no, come out. Peace out. I'm out. Here's the problem, though. Um, Doris and her family did, however, move, but the attacks didn't stop. So it wasn't it a house. Yep. It wasn't a house specific thing. It was the entities were attached to her. Shit. Yes. Early. Yeah. So, her story gained popularity in 1978 when a guy named Frank D. Felita? Felita? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Felicia. Felicia. Um, wrote a book based on her story called The Entity. Um, sorry if you saw my face just then. It was like a duh. I was like, they literally can't see what you just did. And I like was too, I was just staring at you because I didn't know how to describe what had just happened. I was like, that doesn't, no, that's not. The the facial expression I made was like, well, duh, it would be called the entity. Anyway. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. (laughs) You guys can't see me. Sorry. It's probably better that way. Um, then in 1982, they made a movie titled The Entity. Makes sense. <laughs> Which is what our mom saw and was where she got the idea that I should do this one. Um, due to the book and the movie, uh, Doris decided to go off the radar, basically. Like, she had gotten too much pop, like, notoriety. Nor- she was kind of over it, like, didn't want to have anything to do with it. So, so is she still getting raped? Apparently, yes. Okay. Um, so... Doris died in 1999 of preliminary arrest, which is a condition where someone stops breathing for long periods of time. Oh that would be awful. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, in the end, one of her children did confirm everything that happened when they lived in uh, Culver City and even said that his mother had become pregnant with the entity's child. What? I couldn't... <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> Twins. Oh my god! Reveal. Talk about 
The spawn of Satan. It's like a Ouija board for the gender reveal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it a boy or a girl? Yes, I know. <laughs> Um, but literally, like, that's all I could find on that statement. Um, and then the <laughs> right? Um, and really, lastly, yeah. the house they lived in did eventually have new owners, and according to them, like, nothing ever happened. So they never had the same experiences. It definitely had nothing to do with the actual house. It was her specific, and different things were recorded, but I, I don't know. Feels zero closure with this story. Really? <laughs> like she just died. She did. Yeah. Like she they went off. They sat on her chest or something. Well, she went off the radar because she was over it, and then yeah, she died of like breathing problems. Well, no one, no fucking shit. Like you're constantly being attacked. I'd be having breathing issues too. My head is so morbid. I'm like, um, were they sixty nineing and she just stopped breathing? She was choking, like. Sat on her face. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my case this Good week. Job. Short, sweet, nothing too crazy, but, like, definitely weird, and what the fuck. Good job. Thanks. I have a lot of... Sorry, I'm processing. I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. Okay. Well, I would say, like, I would suggest to, like, read the book, or... Actually, you know what? Um, When I was doing my research so i got most of my stuff from wikipedia of course sorry mm-hmm. guys um but i did also get some off of maps.roadtrippers.com because apparently this house is like a destination place where people still go to like see it even though the shit followed her not the house so that's kind of weird i think that'd be awesome yeah well um but there is a podcast called mysterious circumstances um, and I'm totally going to listen to this now because they do a, like, a hundred, like, an hour and 20 minute episode, um, based on this case. So I'm sure they've got, like, a lot more info than what I found quickly. Um, but I'm very intrigued. So, I'm yeah. i look into that. Yes. Yes. I feel like I've heard of that podcast and it came up a lot while I was looking at paranormal stuff. Yeah, because it's mysterious circumstances. So I would imagine that, like, they're, I mean, I've never listened to them, but I, Due to the title, it sounds like, like that's what they talk about yeah. is stuff like that. So, well, good job. Thank you. Thanks, mom. Um, yeah, good job, mom. Good suggestion. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So, I'm gonna tell you. Yamas, did you cheers yourself? I yamas my. What is this? The windscreen. The windscreen. Yeah. Which will be going away, because I got one that just hooks onto the microphones. Keep them, hopefully we have even less to hit. <laughs> yeah, because I just hit it. <laughs> and we afforded those graciously due to our mother's patronage. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to shout out Mom every episode, I think. <laughs> she's the only one at this point. It's okay. We love her. Anyway. You keep this podcast going. And with beers from your fridge. Yes. Um, I didn't use Wikipedia. Woo! Good job. Fucking straight. I used historicmysteries.com. Ooh. Uh, mysteriousuniverse.org. <laughs> Reddit. Dot org. org. Reddit, because Reddit is like my new favorite thing, and I love just whenever there's like a weird circumstance around a case, I love Reddit because people just go off into the freaking weeds. Like on their tangents and like what they oh think. My God. Okay, okay. And hub pages. I think that's just like a place like it's like wordpress so okay like a, it's like a yeah yeah um and i'm gonna do the original locked room mystery of isidore fink 
Fink. Fink. Finkelheimer Schmidt. <laughs> so, Isidore Fink was a Polish immigrant who made his way to New York City in the beginning of the 1900s. I keep going way back. And I'm yeah. Going, all about the vintage, man. I like it. Vintage murder. It's a thing. Um, and once he got there, he actually set up his own, like, laundromat. But what was cool about it is his apartment was attached to the laundromat. So it was, like, oh, that would be amazing for our store. If there wasn't an hour drive, like, I could just walk to it. Oh, my God. But they weren't attached. So, like, his apartment. His apartment was attached. Nice. To the laundromat. Um, many people described Isidore as an eccentric but, like, really reclusive man. Well, I feel like with a name like Isidore, you need to be eccentric. Oh my gosh, and it's spelled I-S-I-D-O-R. Isidore. <laughs> nice. nice. Good old Izzy. Izzy. Um, he really didn't have interactions with the community besides in his laundromat. Like, he'd do his laundromat biz and then be done. <laughs> right. um, that was really his, his gig. It was also reported that he was, like, super paranoid and was, like, really worried about keeping himself safe from crime because, like, the neighborhood he lived in at the time was pretty rough. Is he friends with Grandma? (laughs) (laughs) Our Grandma, I swear, is always worried about everything. And today she was like, I just try and look at the bright side of things. And I was like, I don't, no, you don't. You're always, like, I remember it was broad daylight and we were walking through a parking lot in the middle of the day and she thought people were going to reach out and cut our Achilles heels from under cars. What? Yes. <laughs> oh, no. I love her. Like, oh, I love her. Grandma. But... Oh, man. But no, his community was actually pretty rough. Um, like, and... five points rough or like... I mean, New York of the 1900s. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think of that... Um, oh, what was that movie? Gangs of New York. Oh, yeah. That was rough. Yeah. Something okay. like that, but I'm Okay. Yeah, same. Um, because... So the rest of the story, Isidore, is Leonardo DiCaprio in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Leo is Izzy. Izzy is Leo. It me. It him. <laughs> so, um, because of this, he, like, wanted to keep himself safe. And so, like, his apartment and the laundromat had double locked doors, thick bars all over the windows. The, like, literally the windows were nailed shut from the inside. Okay. Okay. So, I would like to take you to the night of March 9th, 1929. Good year, I hear. How this particular night, he made several laundry runs to customers and was like doing his laundry <laughs> thing, right? What? I don't know. I have the giggles all of a sudden. <laughs> From Goodyear, I hear you. We can edit this out. Okay. Get it out. Laugh it out. <laughs> Get it together. Okay, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> okay, go. Just start. Oh my God. So he made laundry run to his customers and returned home at about 10 15. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. God, what is wrong with you? Do you know when you just, like, get the giggles and you can't stop laughing for some reason? Usually it happens when something was funny to begin with. I know, I know. I'm good, okay. Let's get it together. (laughs) This is feeling like the heists episode, isn't it? 
okay, go Do ahead. Yeah, I'm good now. <laughs> Please continue. At approximately 10.30, just basically 15 minutes after he got home, okay. Isidore's neighbor, Mrs. Lachlan Smith, Ooh. heard screams and loud thumps and went to get the police. Was just like, nope, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> fuck this shit, I'm out. Something's going down. I'm getting the police. I'm Perfect. not dealing with it, okay? Um, police arrived really quickly, I guess, back then. I don't know if the horses ran fast. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think don't know they had cars. <laughs> it was... Anyway. What year? I don't know. That's a, that's a question for my boyfriend. Um, and after speaking with Mrs. Lachlan Smith, the officer attempted to go through the front door only to find that his door was locked because he's paranoid about everything. Yeah. Um, he then turned his attention to the windows, and all the windows were nailed from the inside, so he literally couldn't get in. The Creepy. only way into the house was a transom window. Do you know what that is? No. So you know when there's, like, a front door? Like, in, like, the old movies, you know those, like... Like, especially in classrooms, there'd be a door, and then there's a window above it that opens. Yes. And, like, people always, like, throw themselves through the window, but they're not big. Yes. That's a transom window. Okay. Um, I'm following you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, they, he had one of these, and it was deemed too small for an adult. So the officer just went and found, like, some small boy and was like, Hey, there's something going on in here, but I'm gonna throw you through this window. Oh, I'm hearing... This lady's reporting that screams and thumping is going on, but I'm going to throw a small child in there to see what's going on. Yeah. That seems smart. Yeah. And what is a child doing out at 10.30? Yeah. Is my next question. Probably panhandling. I don't think it was like a curfew or anything back then. Oh my god. Duh. <laughs> Jesus. 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 So the kid like goes through the window, like climbs up, you know, that's my climbing sound. Uh, nice. I like it. That was that was impressive. Yep, okay. Yep. I imagine in my head he tumbles through the window, falls in, <laughs> as gracefully as I would. Yeah. And unlocks the door nice. for the officer, and the officer goes in. Okay. Um, while go like while the kid was climbing, he did realize that the transom window had a broken hinge on it. So mm. just a little clue to the mystery. Uh, once inside, the officer found basically Isidore on the ground with three gunshot wounds. Two to the chest and one to the wrist. But the lady didn't say she heard gunshots? Precisely. So. Wait. What? She didn't hear gunshots. Yeah. Nope. Did anybody else? No. No one heard gunshots. Um. How the fuck? Oh, I guess they're silencers. Back then, though? Oh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, there was the shot, the shot to his wrist, right? And they actually think this is a defensive wound. Yeah. Because it's at point blank range, which they found out due to, like, gun powder. Residue. Residue being all over his yeah. wrist. So, they think that's a defensive wound, which means somebody was, like, with him when he got Yeah. Shot. The, the neighbor claimed to have never heard any gunshots, just thumping and screams. So there's that for you. Um, other than this, the crime scene appeared pristine and untouched, and there were no signs of, like, a struggle. There was nothing missing, no robbery, nothing. Um, and because of, like, the nature of, of the house being locked, at first, they actually treated it as a suicide. 
Oh. Well, like, you're not going to struggle with yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, law enforcement couldn't find the gun, which if you killed yourself, it would be right there. It'd be there, yeah. yeah. Um, and you wouldn't have a defensive one either. They had determined it, like, I added that a little early. But they, they, at the time, they didn't realize it was a defensive wound. They just saw it on his wrist. Oh, okay, shots. okay. Yeah, that so makes they're sense. They're looking for the gun, couldn't find it, and they're like, shit, this is a homicide. Like, this isn't, this isn't a suicide. So creepy. I know. Um, the only fingerprints that police could find in the house were just Izzy's. Okay. So. Nothing there. Nothing there. Huh. Uh, and they went as far to, like, search the apartment for hidden doors and secret ways in and out because they're like, okay, like, all we have is this open window. Yeah. How do you get, like, yeah. Um, the police were also baffled at the lack The who? Of, the police. <laughs> the police. The popo. Popo. Okay. Buzz were also baffled <laughs> at the lack of an apparent motive. <laughs> The wheels fell off. Wheels fell off before we even started. It's true. Continue. Uh, there was no, like, apparent motive because Izzy didn't interact with anyone. So he had no... Like, nobody had a reason for killing him or anything like that. Exactly. Um, one of the possible theories was thought that, like, somebody was shooting at him through, like, the transom window. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, is that, like, a thing? They figured that because of the way his injuries were, there was no possible angle that they could have done it at. Yeah, but they did say that there was a hinge broken, so, like, maybe they were, like, at a weird angle and, like... It's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced. Another theory is the fight began outdoors and Isidore ran inside. And okay. died. Right. Um, this was deemed unlikely, too, because no one saw an altercation, though. Like, there was no gunshot heard. No one saw people outside, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> then the last theory, um, well, there's two more theories. So, one is that a small assassin climbed <laughs> through the window. <laughs> like a mini assassin? <laughs> and one of my sources, I think it was Weird Mysteries or something like that, and it was like, the idea is that a small gun-wielding midget climbed through the window <laughs> to get... I was like, what am I reading? What am I reading? A small gun-wielding midget. Um, that's still an option, right? Okay. And then paranormal theories play widely here, you know? I mean, I'm still going with the midget, but... (laughs) (laughs) You know, and people talk a lot about they think he might have literally manifested his worst fears into reality. Mmm. Like, think about that. Well, I mean, it's very true. You mani- you know, what you manifest happens, so, you know. <laughs> I can hear my boyfriend shushing the puppies. Um, but the case remains unsolved to this day. Wow. Nothing was ever figured out. That's weird. Yeah. Right. Really weird. Right? Like, abnormally weird. And there's Paranormally like- weird. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's, like, multiple cases like this. Like, this is a whole genre of books is locked house theory or locked room theories. So weird. Isn't it? I've never even heard about it, so. It's cool. I'm, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. That's, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm going with them. The, 
oh, I almost said knife wielding, but it definitely was a gun. Gun wielding midget? Yes. Is that what you... <laughs> <laughs> Going with that guy. Perfect. Um, okay, so we do have, I guess it's that time, right? It's time for quirky clipping. Oh, that was so beautiful. Oh, I need to sleep. Um, <laughs> okay, so I have three, so I'm going to need you to come up with what, you have one, right? <laughs> yeah, I have one. <laughs> okay, okay. So this one I think I, I already told you, but um, Bride's sister wears T-Rex outfit yes. to her wedding, and the sister says, I regret nothing. <laughs> and the picture, you guys, is hilarious. It's like one of those blow-up T-Rex outfits, and she's standing at the altar next to her sister. God. Thank you for not doing that, Taylor. I would not. <laughs> no. What was so funny about it is you told me this quirky clipping, and then that day, my best friend who was recently engaged, oh yeah, like tagged me in a video and was like, "No, I and will it, kill you." And it was the T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Um, so this one I found funny because we started football regular season, but. <laughs> Miami Dolphin fans build a strip club while tailgating week one. So they're literally tailgating before week one game, and they're out in the parking lot, and they just, boom, pop up a strip club. Oh. <laughs> yes. Like a pop-up strip club? Like, yes. Is it on wheels? Is it a double wide? How do we... Like... It was a tent of some sort, and then some booty shaking going on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I hope someone was dressed up as, like, Ace Ventura. <laughs> Talking to Snowflake. Yeah. Do you have a doors open? Do you have a stripper pole? <laughs> Do you have a stripper pole? Do you wear a G-string? Okay. <laughs> okay, so this last one really kind of cracks me up, but Amish man hit with a DUI after sideswiping a car with his buggy. <laughs> took out a car and then he got a DUI. Uh, Been drinking that good Amish wine. Can I even drink? You know, I don't know what their rules are. (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try to remember this off the top of my head. And this is from the Greeley Crime Beat from the Greeley Tribune, so where we live. (laughs) <laughs> um, in Greeley, Colorado, and it, it was like, what this is, is it's literally just a column in the newspaper where they just take police calls out of context, essentially. Oh, okay. And it's yep, hilarious. Yep. Like, I love it. <clears throat> so, the one of them last night I was reading was like, <laughs> man calls police due to a rooster standing on top of car like he owns it or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Owns it or some shit. And I quote. And I quote. <laughs> like he owns it or some shit. Oh my god. I could totally see somebody here saying something like that. Oh my god, there's multiple. I actually took the whole newspaper to be like, I'm going to talk about multiple of these at some point. Oh my god, I love it. I love it. Oh my god, I survived. You survived. You did a good job. You made so it through. Your case was good. So was yours. I'm just so tired. 
Yeah, it's bedtime for these ladies. Here we were talking about how we don't want to drink at 11 a.m., but we're doing this late, and it's... I don't want to drink at 11 p.m. either. It's rough. It's rough for sure. I just want to day drink and be happy. Be happy. Well, again, on that note, guys, thanks again for everybody who has been listening to us and downloading us. We're super excited. Um, Please continue to do the same thing. Um, Facebook, Stitcher... Uh, Apple, wherever you listen to us, just leave us a rating. It really helps us, and yes. we appreciate it. So I, yeah, I, I like seeing it. It's pretty cool. It is cool. So, um, but yeah, on that note, we'll be back next week with God only knows what this time. Ten year old crimes. <laughs> what? I don't know. It's episode ten. Ooh, it is episode ten. We'll have to come up with something like yeah, good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. Figure it out. All right, and on that note, yamas. Yes, it is.